When you have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Man, there's a lot that happened over the weekend. David, I'll let you pick where you want to start. I got Trump in court today, the civil trial uh, that's been brought by Letitia James, the New York Attorney General, uh, saying that he overinflated the value of his businesses and whatever. The beat goes on. I mean, the witch hunt rolls along. All right. I, I yes. don't really know what else to add to that. We know what this is. It is a witch hunt. It is purposefully Democrats going out of their way to try to run down a presidential candidate as much as they can at every opportunity they have. And then it's hard to keep straight of, as far as the legal scholars, the ones that you somewhat trust, feel like how serious each one of these is. And last I remember, this one isn't that serious. No, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's small potatoes compared to everything else. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I again, I don't know what else to say about it other than it's a joke. Uh, meanwhile, well, Letitia James had talked about it for years. Well, yeah, she ran on the idea of getting Trump. That was court. the whole deal. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's just a, a a naked abuse of power, and there's really not much more to add to that. Uh, but over the weekend, at the last minute, a spending deal was made, and the government will not shut down after Free. all. Uh, Joe Biden had this to say as he was talking about the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Okay. I hope this experience for the Speaker has been one of a personal revelation. What? I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um... Get it out, man. We're on a time crunch. Anyway. He gave up? He gave up. What was that? Well, it sounds like he's laboring, dude. Yeah. Anyway. I mention this all the time. It's getting worse. That's getting worse. What was that? that? That's a stutter. What's the revelation? I think it was about uh, like what he would call MAGA extremists in the House of Representatives not being, I, I don't know, I, not being reliable uh, votes on the Republican side of the aisle, something like that. I, I don't know because uh, wanting the guy, to secure the border because the guy gave up before he even got halfway through a sentence. Wow, wasn't this written out for him? This one was not. That was off the cuff. Uh, okay, this so that's what happens. happens. That's right. It's lost in the thought, and then yep. you know, it's not the first time he's given up on something. We know if that holds near and dear to you that you. Uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, yeah, he doesn't have that weird breathing thing in that one, though. Anyway, that was weird. Exasperated. Or sometimes when he goes in a circle and then he just says, "What am I doing?" 
He's done that at least a half a dozen times. Uh, uh, excuse me. And uh, what am I doing here? Right. Yeah. Well, no one really knows, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, boy. Yeah, more on oh, the whole cow. government shutdown a little bit later. Um, we're finding out more and more from people on the left that this open border policy just isn't working anymore. Yeah. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who just uh, like less than two years ago, openly said, hey, we want as many migrants as possible here. We are a, a sanctuary city We or a sanctuary state. We love bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Well, now New York Governor Kathy Hochul, because a whole bunch of migrants have shown up in her state, says that the border bad too open right now. This was on Face the Nation. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is whoa, too whoa, open whoa, right whoa, now. Whoa, whoa. What does she mean by that? Well, I'm surprised she could keep her makeup done after wearing that white hood. No kidding. Boy, did that sound racist and xenophobic. You can come across the border. It is too open right now. Uh, people coming from all over the world are finding their way through. Time out. At least we have someone on the left admitting that it's open. She's just saying it's too open. Yeah. But she does recognize that it is an open border. Yeah, a little crack in the door is fine, but you've got it wide open now. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah. Please. Simply saying they need asylum, and the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York, and that is a real problem for New York City. 125,000 newly arrived. That's the majority? No, it's not the majority at all. Can you do that quick math again, David? Well, when you're talking about over the last couple of years, uh, somewhere around 9 million people coming into the United States, yeah, that... 125 or whatever thousand that she says, that's not the majority of them. That's a lot, but it's not the majority at all. Well, surprise to no one, she has trouble with math. Yeah. Anyway, she goes on. Newly arrived individuals, and we are being taxed. Now, we are always so proud of the fact that New York has the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. We, we are mm-hmm. one of the most diverse places on earth because of our welcoming nature, and our it's in our DNA to welcome immigrants. But there has to be some limits in place, and Congress has to put more controls at the border. Oh, my goodness, man. It is. Yeah. It's interesting because it doesn't seem like uh, the president who has an open door to all these people to know what's going on around the country, right, uh, doesn't seem to want to get together with Kathy Hochul or the no. mayor of New York, Eric Adams, to talk about this issue. I know, because he's sitting there going, why are you complaining? I'm helping you. Exactly. <laughs> it's unreal. And, of course, legacy media won't cover the different stories of what's happening around the country when it comes to the illegal aliens here. Having to see it at hot air. Gang of illegal immigrants raped multiple young girls in Bemidji, Minnesota. And, I mean, you can get into the different details of this story. It's horrific. 11-year-old girl kidnapped by a woman who promised to take her to a party. She was tied up alongside other young girls and gang-raped by four illegal aliens. She eventually escaped. Police raided the home in which it happened, found girls, and processed 11 illegal immigrants. Unreal. That should be a national story. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, because a lot of the people who are coming through, and this has been true for years, but it's more pronounced now just because the numbers are something we've never seen before. But it's not just winding up in larger cities, Houston, Chicago, New York, L.A., et cetera. 
a lot of these folks are winding up in smaller towns because they're going to work in uh, either factory, food processing plants, uh, in agriculture, whatever. Um, and so it's a nationwide problem. It's not just large metropolitan areas. And as many, uh, you know, we always hear, oh, these are just like young men and young women and children looking for a better life. No, there are some bad dudes who wind up as a part of this coming in. You may have people with the best intentions. And we've always said, if the doors are wide open, who would blame someone for wanting a better life? The problem is you open the doors the way we have at the southern border, you have no idea who's coming in. And if you don't think there are many bad people coming through, you can't think clearly or you're completely naive. This happens all the time. It's awful. It's not reported. Oh, boy. See, we need that clip of Mayorkas again, right? The border is open or closed, rather. The border is closed. We've heard this from this administration last week. We heard it from who? Anna Presley last week? Last week. The border's secure. secure. She's talking with Jake Tapper, CNN. I, and this is the thing, man. It's insanity. There's one thing about politically lying. Most of them do. It's another to look me right in the eye after I know better. I know better. And to tell me what I'm seeing is not true. It's gaslighting. It, 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 it absolutely is maddening. Yes. No wonder the woman went nuts in the gaslighting story. It just rolls on and on and on. And now we're to believe... From this past weekend, just as another side story to illustrate this, you have a guy pulls a fire alarm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now we're being told he was confused. Yeah. Didn't mean to do it. Represent right. Representative Jamal Bowman, a far left Democrat representing New York. Um, so uh, the stage is this, or the scene is this. Um, as Democrats were scrambling to delay a vote on a, on that spending bill. Representative Jamal Bowman was busted pulling a fire alarm at the Congressional Office Building. Now, he says he got confused by the signs or something. And, I mean, like all of us have done at one point or another, thought the fire alarm handle was the way to open the door because that's what normal people think. Yeah. And so, obviously, what he was doing is trying to buy some time and you you pull the fire alarm in order to evacuate everybody. So then you delay a vote. Because Democrats were trying to figure out procedural ways of delaying a vote. He says that he was trying to exit the doors, which are clearly marked as emergency exit only. And Mm -hmm. the way he did it was turn and pulled a fire alarm. And then you got all these congressional reporters going, there's a tunnel that connects the office building to the Capitol. (laughs) Nobody goes through a fire exit. To, to, to cross the street and get to the Capitol. That's not how any of this works. It makes absolutely no sense. But now Democrats are out there saying, you know, I know that we are the smartest political party that's ever existed in all of mankind, but those damn fire exits, boy, they're a little tricky sometimes, aren't they? If you don't know this ahead of time, you shouldn't be in Congress. Yeah. Oh, no. That should be the rule. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tried to cover for him during an interview on CNN. This is great. I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. What? The door isn't usually open, and it's not like he pushed. You know, it's one thing if he pushes the door. And and it goes off, and he's like, "Oh, you know what? I I, I you know I thought I was going to be able to get out. That I mean, that's weak anyway, right? But he stopped, 
and went over to the wall to pull the fire and alarm handle. It. Yeah, pulled I it. I mean, yes. Come on. So he, you pulled the fire alarm? So I'm, I'm, what I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are inactive, and he's fully participating and saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important a to Misunderstanding? Yeah. You pulled the fire alarm. What do you mean misunderstanding? He, he was a school principal, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, like, do, is it common in New York for school principals <laughs> to not understand how <laughs> fire alarms work? It's marked fire alarm. <laughs> well, don't you dare say, can he read? Jeez, but you man. Ask yourself the question, do you not see it? What are, you, what are we talking about? Is the fact that Republicans. What? Hold Re- on. She's setting this up to blame Republicans. What I do think is important to raise <laughs> is the fact that Republicans, representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others, immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel, before there, before there has even been conversations that are, that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding here. But what they did do, while they did that, what they did not do was to commit to the same okay. when George Santos Here was actually found guilty after a thorough investigation yeah, hold of on. 13 what? federal charges. He's not found guilty yet, is he? Right. No, he's not. He's been he's under indictment. He hadn't been found guilty. I thought I missed something because I, I don't follow George Santos no. all that closely. And if they want to vote to expel him from Congress, I don't care. But like, So a lie backed up with fake news. Yeah. It's very odd. Okay. Yes, Jamal Bowman, just a little mistake there yeah. with the fire alarm. No, the guy, the guy has a self-control issue, and if you followed it at all, I mean, this is the guy. We've played some clips from him before where he just he'll stop and just start screaming at random uh, house members in public, trying to get on camera and all that stuff. He has, oh, yeah. he has a lack of self-control, and so I do believe that. Yeah, he, it, it's not beyond. Uh, the scope of possibility that he was just trying to delay, and he boom pulls the fire alarm. I mean, this... oh, dude, he's the guy that said black lives are in the balance if the GOP wins the midterms. Right. Black people will die. What was the he in such a rush not... about? I mean, what? Why? I don't know. With his lack of impulse control, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he told me tomorrow that he hits women. I mean, the guy's nuts. <laughs> oh, and did you hear California's new senator lives in Maryland? Uh-oh. How does that work? We'll get to that much more coming. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So California's new senator. No, it's not Kamala Harris. Mm-mm. Somebody else. But this person lives in Maryland. Yeah, California Governor Gavin Newsom says he's appointing LaFonza Butler to fill the Senate seat that opened up after Dianne Feinstein term limited out last week. Um, LaFonza Butler is with the left-wing dark money group Emily's List. And she lives in Maryland. She was registered to vote there last year. Her social media profiles say she lives in Maryland. She's, uh, as recently as like a month ago, there was some document, I guess, from the FEC that says that, yeah, her address is in Silver Spring, Maryland, in the D.C. metro. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting that you would pick somebody who doesn't live in California to be California's next senator. But, I mean, this is the political long game, really, that they're talking about. David, if I could ask a favor, yeah. Um, when you refer to her, could you please refer to her as the first black lesbian senator right. from California, please? Right. Well, isn't there any other black lesbians in California oh, that no. could have filled in, that role? In California, no. No black lesbians at all. I just, I couldn't, I can't figure that one out. Hmm.
why you'd even have this controversy, why you even have it. I mean, she's qualified, obviously, because she was running Kamala Harris's ill-fated presidential campaign. Very now, successful. Alfonso, okay, was she, not that it, I care that much, was she always lesbian? Because I thought Napoleon Dynamite's brother, Kip, she dated him for a while, right? Kip, was I? Lafonda oh. is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I'm 100% positive that she's my soulmate. Well, hold on. No, no, no. That was Lafonda. This is Lafonza. Yeah. Difference. My bad on well, that. I got him confused. Yeah. Lafonza, by the way, I mean, it, yeah. this is a nakedly, openly political uh, decision, not about actually caring about who represents California in the Senate. No. I mean, she's somebody who helps to control the bank account of a massive massive Democrat Party fundraising operation. Gavin Newsom just made sure that that group was indebted to him. Very Well, yeah, that's the way it works, man. God. Do you know? Well, she tamed Kip, and now she's tamed <laughs> Gavin Newsom, apparently. Remember when Napoleon first met her? He didn't, he didn't know who she was. Who are you? I'm the founder. What are you doing here? I'm waiting for Kip. That's right. If you remember the whole thing, and Kip was going to take her out for some prime rip. Well, my chores are done. So you ready, LaFonda? I am, honey. Sorry, Napoleon. We're just running a little bit late for some prime rib. Tell Uncle Rico not to wait up for me. Yeah, don't wait up. Okay. <laughs> She's taking control. <laughs> when they have whatever ceremony they're going to have in California, Gavin Newsom's going to show up in a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> right. That'd be so great. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, a story about education. Check this out. You know what they're doing in the UK with the kids? No, what? Phones banned in the classroom. Phones? No more. Oh, Can't do it. Well, Too much of a distraction. So what do you think? Should they do it in the United States? They do it in some schools. Think they should do it all over? Yeah, I do. I thought you would. But people will, people will go through withdrawal, man. Yeah. You'll have all kinds of problems. Well, when, I, when I was in high school, that's when like the flip phones and whatnot were, were coming out. So kids were just now getting it or just then getting into having a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And it, the rule was if you're caught with it in class, it goes to the office and your mom has to come pick it up. Right. I don't know why that's so hard now that we have these like Internet-connected devices where it's not just texting or calling somebody. Well, look who's sounding like Old Man River now. Back the millennial of the day. show. <laughs> I didn't even, I had to sneak my disc man around in school because the teacher would take it from me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, Ron DeSantis went on with Bill Maher over the weekend. How did it go? Yeah. We'll get to that. Much more coming up right here. All right. The Marcy Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, um, Ron DeSantis goes on Bill Maher. How did it go? Yeah, I thought this was kind of interesting. He did an interview with Bill Maher on HBO. The audience there, to me, was surprisingly receptive to what I he had to say. I thought the same thing. That's great. I'm glad you said that. I was expecting boos yeah. and jeers and whatnot because, after all, he's evil. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen. No, it, it didn't happen. I mean, I, I think Ron DeSantis... That's not a, a forum in which he uh, looks confident. I thought a lot of times he kind of just looked uh, very uncomfortable. I bet. That's I just, can see it. And sometimes he looks uncomfortable on the debate stage yeah. to me. But I, I think it was interesting. One of the things that uh, Bill Maher brought up uh, was the fact that he's trailing Donald Trump so much. And the question is, what are you running for? Because Trump's running up the score on you right now. 
Fair enough. You could run for the next 20 years. If you were Biden, the next 40. <laughs> okay, why run against Trump? You're trying to thread this needle that will never happen. I mean, let's face it, Ron. If this if campaign was going well, you wouldn't be on this show. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> um, no, so, um, one, I don't think he can win the election. Uh, I could win the election. Two, I don't think he could actually get the job done that we need to do. For example, COVID. I think we need accountability for what this government did to this country with the COVID restrictions, mandates, and lockdowns. Donald Trump is... Time out for a second. They're applauding. If you were running the campaign, David, that's what you would have told them day one. Yes. I, you know, I said that uh, more than a year ago was, oh, like, yeah. if you're going you to run, you've got to make it a referendum on COVID stuff because this, that does actually cut through some of the partisan noise because not every Democrat... Um, and certainly not every liberal-leaning independent is all on board with the mask forever, lockdown forever thing. People have kids, they have livelihoods that were upended by this stuff, and that is a message that can bring over people that you need to vote for you. Agree. All right, see where it goes. Donald Trump is not going to do that. He says he did everything right. He says he saved millions of lives with lockdowns. He claims his MNRA shot saved 100 million lives. He's not going to clean house at CDC, NIH, FDA, or any of that. I will do that. I will get the job done. And a lot of other things we do. The one thing about me in Florida, and even my critics will acknowledge, if he says he's going to do something, he will follow through and get the job done. So it's about the country. Are we going to get the country turned around or not? We did well there. Yeah, I, I don't think know so. how much it's going to matter. No, it, it as long as uh, Trump, you know, does the whole I'm not even going to bother talking to Ron DeSantis in a mm -hmm. debate forum. As long as he does that, it, it's kind of hard for Ron DeSantis to really break through any ceiling. I think that's true. So do you, when you look back at the whole thing, you think the launch was the biggest issue or would it have mattered if he would have played it all the right way? It really didn't matter. No, I. I don't think it matters uh, because the one thing for, to me at least, Republican voters is why should I vote for anybody other than Trump? And a lot of people are open-minded to that idea. Um, you know, m many people are. If you look at polling mm -hmm. all over the place, they're, they're interested in somebody other than Trump. But until Trump is actually in a situation where he has to defend himself, particularly during COVID against somebody who performed in a much better way it, it doesn't matter there's no contrast made here i mean ronda sanis just kind of, kind of comes across as a, a stiffer non-trump version of trump you know what's interesting to me if you go back um not only a year ago i'd say at the beginning of this year and every once in a while we'd say you know it hit robbins up on facebook as far as DeSantis trump it was heavily in favor of DeSantis. yeah i mean very much so that, you know, Trump's got a lot of baggage. We love everything DeSantis has done with Florida. And at some point, you felt the whole thing turn. And all of a sudden now, it's hard to even remember what that was like months ago, where it seemed like DeSantis was actually leading. And in the polls at that time, he was leading. And once it flipped, I mean, it flipped big. Did anybody think at the beginning of October, it would be like a 60 to 13 split as far as the Republican primary? With Trump on top of DeSantis at well, the beginning of the year? I don't think anybody saw that. I think the feeling of unjust prosecution That's big. involving Donald Trump ex exponentially 
increased his lead on DeSantis because you're looking at they're beating up on this guy again. Yep. Here comes the government closing in on one guy, and and I, I'm not going to stand for that. I'm going to vote for him. Another thing, too, is if it comes to a primary season, I don't think that if this doesn't change, in other words, if this mm-hmm. doesn't get closer, I don't think people will vote for anybody else simply because it's a wasted vote in their mind. In a way, yeah. I might as well back the back the winner, you know, back the leader, if he's leading by that much. Now, you could say there'll be some people dropping out in the meantime that may throw their support to DeSantis. Well, I think that's possible. When you add it all up, there's probably 40 percent, 35 to 40 percent of voting Republicans that are either concerned that Trump can't get elected or they want something new. But that's not near enough. I think all three of us have run into people that don't feel they, they may like Donald Trump, but don't feel like in a general election he can win. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's like that's what scares the crap out of a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like it's so important that we win and get rid of this. Oh, my whatever gosh. that is currently running the uh, the White House. Well, it's all of the left running the White House. Yeah. It's Biden just doesn't even know where he is. No. Yeah. Wow. So all very interesting. David Van Camp should be some sort of consultant because he called this a long time ago. Which part? You got to go after the COVID thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, will. I'm I will credit think, man, David Van Camp. I, for that. Going back to the beginning of that, this year, yeah. the only person and I'm sure there's plenty from listening to all these different interviews, everything else. The one person that always said I don't ever see DeSantis beating Trump was Megyn Kelly. That's true. That's yeah. the only person yeah. I remember saying that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But you know, just trying to call it like you see it. As it happens. All right, it's that part of the show. Going around the room. May not be the biggest story out there, but it certainly caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Oh, well, people who took out loans to go to college are now being expected to start paying them back. No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, as of the 1st of October. Uh, this is a terrifying thing, according to liberals. NBC News did a story on it, interviewing the people about the terrifying prospect of paying back loans that you willingly took out. Couple Can I my guess? Face. What? Can I guess something, having not seen the story? Go ahead. Uh, whatever money that you have to pay back in the loans, that could be made for food and groceries. Well, that's part of it, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, if you take out a loan for anything. I'll, right. I'll just highlight a couple of the people that they talked to. Okay. One was a woman named Parvenai Abdi, 34 years old, is expected to pay $200 a month. 200 bucks a that's, month. That seems low. Yeah. For a you know, considering a lot of other people what they got to pay. She's got $60,000 in debt. Uh, and she says there's a lot of us, uh, a lot of people who took out loans who are teachers. Apparently she was a teacher, but she quit being a teacher in order to be a freelance writer. And sometimes she only makes $200 a month. She's living well, with family. Whose fault is that? That's, yeah, not my fault. That's you making poor life decisions. And then Rhiannon Dodds uh, Funky, 45, Get this. She and her husband have nearly a million dollars in student loan debt. A million? million. What do they do? Uh, Dodds Funke is a law school graduate. Her husband is a former philosophy professor, and he's going back to school to get a law degree to help support their two teenage... Listen, if I'm drowning in a million dollars debt over student loan and I can't pay it back, I sure as hell am not going to start forking over cash. For the same institution that ruined me financially. <laughs> I'm trying to get in line with that thinking. Well, I'm this far in debt, right? I'm this far in debt. 
in a job I can't make much money. So why not go further in debt for a job that maybe I can make some money? Well, then you're an idiot. Of course. But you tell me, what's the cutoff? If you are going to be a teacher, God bless you. Good for you. How much money are you willing to go in debt to become a teacher? I mean, kids coming out of high school should know the number. You really should. Oh, I agree. Because like, here's what you're going to be expected to yeah. pay. Here's how long it's going to take to pay off the loan. Yeah. Here's the median How much salary. are you willing yeah. to go in debt for this job? They Absolutely. won't do that for you, but you got to do it on your own. It no. doesn't make any sense. 60 Fair. grand? Well, Apparently, right. that guy had a little philosophy shop on the corner that was, due to COVID, <laughs> unfortunately, closed. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a robust business. Until yeah, it, it, it's just really bad. One of the reasons why you know it's so hard to discharge this stuff in bankruptcy um, I I truly believe this is because that information would be public, and universities do not, under any circumstances, want the American people to know how many people have to declare bankruptcy because of student loan debt, because it totally tears down the entire facade of the college experience and how it's worth it and all of that. I've said it a hundred times. I mean, if you're going to go a hundred grand in debt. You might as well take that money out to party and live a life and start a YouTube channel of something people want to watch and try to monetize that. Because you're not getting that money back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially no. if you're going to be a teacher or something like that. Right. hundred grand mm. in debt? Well, that, that last couple had almost a million dollars. Dude! I mean, that's insanity to me. Again, if it's a job where you're going to make a couple hundred K a year, Okay. You understand it. It may take this many years to pay this off, but it's an investment in the future. I get all of that. But the whole college experience, that's where I'm like, you might as well just take the money out. What is that's the, what is the payment per month on something like that? For them? Oh, for like a million dollars? Yeah, like a million dollars. What would be your payment every month? They say that without some sort of uh, uh, restructuring that they've taken on, which of course comes with higher interest rates, which means you're <laughs> right. never going to pay that stuff back. Right, right. Um, it would be had they not taken advantage of different programs, five grand a month, God. basically in perpetuity. In perpetuity. Oh my goodness! Wow. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, my story involves somebody who made a bad decision that will follow them around the rest of their lives. Louisiana Tech linebacker Brevin Randall has been suspended indefinitely after he stomped on the back of the neck of a UTEP defensive lineman during Friday night's game. So he wasn't penalized, by the way, because the refs didn't see it. Right. The school has met with him and has, has informed him that he has been suspended indefinitely. As a result, uh, he went on to say, "Look, I screwed up. Uh, it was my my mistake. I'm going to be paying for this the rest of my life." And I got to thinking after this. I mean, it really is a life changing moment. You've screwed up a lot of things, right? You had his college scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps an NFL career ahead of you. He was very good. Um, that moment and the actions you had have consequences. Wouldn't that be great if we applied that to our criminal justice system in this country? I'm sorry, but you're, you're, that has consequences, what you did. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sorry it's going to wreck your life forever, but it's going to because you did this. Yeah. After that, go, you know, I don't think there's going to be stomping on the back of the neck of any more players the rest of the year. <laughs> Gosh, dang. You know what? I'm going to switch. That's my story. And my story now will be one that sort of goes along with what you're talking about. Okay. And maybe you saw this story out of Seattle. Um, that town, as you know, and for our friends in Seattle, yes, 
to say it's criminal friendly is an understatement. It's like, what do you got to do to go to jail there? Right. So, you know, recently you've got these guys accused of following, you know, some Asian people into several area neighborhoods and attacking them at their homes. Yeah. Sometimes using a taser to disable their helpless victims. Jeez. Well, this is an awful thing. And so you got this kid that, what is he, 16? Mm. Three counts of robbery, three counts of burglary. All of this while he's being held in juvenile detention. And he's going to be held there. And the kid's ticked. He's like, "What? why can't I just get house arrest like everybody else? You let everybody else go. God. The list of this. The, this was this was part from the hearing the other day. Can't get uh, house arrest? You, you let people out who shoot at people get house arrest. You let people out that shoot at people get house arrest. Okay? Well, I'm not letting you out. Why not? Maybe you should ask Mr. Minor why not. Well, why not? Ask your lawyer. So there's one guy there. Yeah. No. The entitlement. It's unreal. Wow. You let everybody else out and shoot people. I didn't shoot anybody. I tased a, you know, oriental <laughs> people and robbed them. But besides that, <laughs> golly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that's so damaging about re reimagining the justice system is you do actually breed within people a sense of entitlement that, well, I didn't even do as, half as bad as this other guy did. Oh, yeah. But no house arrest? Are you kidding? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, who did Trump call bird brain over the weekend? We'll have that answer and much more coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So the Trumpster took a shot at Nikki Haley. He went uh, on Truth Social. This was after the debate the other night. Uh, because apparently Nikki Haley had said she wouldn't run against Trump. So he quoted her saying, I will never run against our great president, she said. He's done an outstanding job. To which I responded, how nice of you to say, Nikki, knowing full well that her her words mean nothing. She even came to Mar-a-Lago with her family, bearing gifts. Anyway, bird brain doesn't have the talent, all caps, or temperament to do the job. Make America great again. Okay. So then Nikki Haley puts out on social media a picture of this bird cage that was delivered to her hotel room with a bag of seeds. Yeah. So, you know, Trump's people sent this, and people's reaction was like, come on, they didn't really send it. Yeah. You're being saw, like Juicy Smollett there. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, one, I didn't get the joke. I didn't understand what the reference was. And then mm -hmm. I was like, okay, two, come on, nobody would do that. No, no. And then, much to my surprise, Trump campaign, Trump says, campaign took credit for it. <laughs> they said, yeah, hell yeah, we it. did it. Isn't that clever? It's not clever. It's stupid. See, this is why sometimes it's difficult to defend Trump. It's like if someone asks you, hey, the campaign sends a birdcage to Nikki Haley's room. What do you say about that? Well, it's stupid. Well, I, I, the whole campaign should be above that. I, I don't it's even, not necessary. Why? I don't even really care about that. If you're going to be juvenile, at least be funny. That's not funny. Yeah, if you got some kind of inside joke with Nikki Haley going on, and this is, you guys do this goof, goof on each other joke stuff, that's one thing. But that ain't it. That ain't it. Oh, it's like, 
Pick your battles, dude. Really? Yeah. The really bird dumb. brain? James! I'm here to help, that's, not to that's hurt. That's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> really? Man. Chris Christie wrote that joke. Oh, God. <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> that's hilarious. Thank you, man. That's cool. That's really great. Thank you very much. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so no government shutdown. Know that. That was avoided. I notice all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> what's happening at the border is not front page news again. It's gone. At least I didn't see any right. of it uh, over the weekend. I didn't see it this morning. When you bring stuff like, like that up, then I have to go, wait a minute, did I see something on that? No, I didn't. No. Anything about the invasion at the no. border? Thousands of people rolling through. No. We don't know who they are. Don't know no. where they're going. Nothing. Don't need to know. Did see this from Fox. Hundreds of illegal immigrants are living inside Chicago O'Hare International Airport. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, I've got I mean, it right It's remarkable, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I, I was talking to you off air. I said, well, who? City of Chicago owns the airport, so they can do whatever they want. Yes. Yeah, they don't have to. There's no board of directors to talk about or nobody with financial investments in it. It's all run by the city. Yes. Owned and run by the city. Well, as a matter of fact, I think a spokesperson for the city said, is this situation perfect? You know, where they're being housed right now inside the airport. Well, no, but what we have done is stood in our values to ensure that we live up to the operationalizing a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. Oh. Can you imagine? I mean, you book your flight, you got the family. Got the wife and the kids. You're going on a little vacation, and this is what you're dealing with when you get to the airport. Well, yeah, because this is unreal. Th- they're staying behind this black curtain. Oh well, they'll do it. <laughs> and there's a private company that's trying to monitor people's movements. But you got a volunteer at the airport who was quoted in the story, um, saying that this shuttle bus center, which is part of where these people are being housed, is supposed to be a stop and go place. I'm saying it's very concerning. It's not just a safety matter, but a public health matter. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. Hmm. They have to go to the bathroom somewhere. Well, yes. You got to bathe somewhere. Showers. Yes. I'm saying, well, we're not quite sure what we're going to do long term here. <laughs> I, I have they got idea. nowhere to go. I got an idea. You're yes. at the airport, right? How about you temporarily house them on an airplane... And then, I don't know, use that airplane to fly them back to where they came from. No, oh, you'll have weeping. Can't do it. Well, they could use Wrigley Field now. Nothing's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's probably when the rich liberals in Chicago will really start to care. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're not going to wreck the outfield, are they? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Of course, some of those people would go into the bathroom and say, hey, this is below us. Right. We need some renovations. I was right. going to say, that's, uh, that, now that is my, my, my line in the sand. That is just cruel and inhumane to force people to live at Wrigley Field. 
Yeah. I mean, there's been upgrades. They still do have the trough. Uh, yeah, the trough as well. It's iconic. Where dudes take a whiz. <laughs> Can't take away the trough. It's a baseball's oldest trough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of this, too. Because, you know, earlier we were talking about this horrible story, Bemidji, Minnesota, where these girls are raped by the people here illegally, these dudes. You've heard these different stories. And what's happening to kids being trafficked at the border from these cartels. It's horrific. Yet you don't see the likes of Rachel Maddow out weeping over this. And someone made a point of it over the weekend saying, remember when Maddow was on the air weeping about children being sent to migrant facilities under Trump? Oh, yeah. She lost it. She couldn't get control. There's like moments of silence in this. You made a pause it or you just play it in real time because it goes for a little bit. Oh, boy. To at least three. And then she looks down, just sobbing. Can we put up the graphic of this? Thank you. Do we have it? No. No. Three tender age shelters in South Texas. Lawyers and medical providers. Just. I think I'm going to have to hand this off. Yeah. Sorry. That does it for us tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. Now it is time for the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. <laughs> what, was, what was that? <laughs> it, yeah, but no care about what's going on now. Oh, no. Kids be trafficked, raped. Remember, no. a- remember AOC on the border? Oh, yeah. I mean, weeping into her hands. Right. Yeah. But now no, it's no, just not that. advantageous to be no. reporting about those things. No. <laughs> That's just, like a little puppy. I thought you put in like the the sound effect of the parents speaking from peanuts right there. A little bit, yeah. No, I think that's the end of the weeping. <laughs> Identify that sound and win. <laughs> okay. Speaking of weeping, are you kidding me? I missed it. Merrick Garland. Attorney General wept over the weekend? Yeah, during an interview on 60 Minutes when he was talking about the threat of political violence. (laughs) (laughs) Have you already heard this yet? No. I haven't either. No. Okay. All right, roll it out. People can argue with each other as much as they want and as vociferously as they want. But the one thing they may not do is use violence and threats of violence to alter the outcome. An important aspect of this is the American people themselves. The American people must protect each other. They must ensure that they treat each other with civility and kindness. Listen to opposing views. Time out. Okay, this guy. He's garbage. That's garbage. Should be impeached. Weaponizing the Justice Department the way he has. Okay, and you think about the two tiers of justice, okay? When you have pregnancy centers, you know, bombed, vandalized, threatened, nothing there. No, 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 no. But opponents, what does he do to them? You're in jail. He jails them. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're in jail. There, There's an elderly woman who is now uh, is, is going to be sentenced to years in prison because she stood in front of a uh, door at yeah. an abortion clinic. Right. Yes. So spare me the tears. I mean, it, 
anybody that's watched you for a while knows how weak of a little man you are. But seriously, this is bad theater. But refrain from violence and threats of violence. That's the only way this democracy will survive. Why do you feel so strongly about that? Oh, of course it's Pelly. Oh, of geez. course it is. <laughs> well, I feel it for a number of reasons and, and a number of things that I've seen. But for my own family, who, who uh, fled uh, religious persecution in Europe, um, and some members who did not uh Oh, please, you're going after the Christians in this country. All the time. Survive. When they got to the United States, the United States protected Oh, yeah. Golly, man. God. Tell me what you're thinking, Scott. Just say it. Don't edit yourself. Well, Just I, go the only with thing it. I can think I'm of is here, everything I start to say, I like don't don't say best it. Best actor Oscar for a politician goes to Merrick Garland. What a bunch of crap that is. We this guy is as corrupt as the day is oh, long. Oh my goodness, yes. He prosecutes people based on their religion, based on their political ideology, based on everything he's weeping about. Scott Pelley is holding a little handkerchief for him. Why is that? God, I this stuff is. These just people, mean. Just, yeah, people that are I mean, with this guy Republican are mean. <laughs> has spent his whole tenure Golly. with Biden doing this. I mean, going parent teacher. I mean, parents in front of uh, in front of school boards. It's hard to know who's he goes after pregnancy them. centers because it happens at yeah. dark. I mean, I know that he goes I'm after very Christians good at my job. who practice their Golly. religion faithfully. He goes after political opponents right and left. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> but you keep peddling this crap in and out, and no, and again, you start to get weepy, and you got Pelly there weeping with you while you're holding hands in a dimly lit room. I mean, what is wrong with you? Well, the sad thing is, you know, there's poor, you know, little old ladies watching this on 60 Minutes. Yeah. Mary Garland sure is a nice fella. I feel bad. He's yeah. got a big heart. The only thing he didn't do was Jolly. an altar call at the end or a, you know, call 1-800-FINANCE-MY, you know, whatever. I mean, the guy's a charlatan. He is. <laughs> okay. Golly. Uh, moving on. Uh, clip of the Trumpster, David. Where's this from? Yeah, Trump did a rally in California and talked about, like, wokeness in the military along with the green weenie stuff and said, all right, we got to put a stop to this because it's getting out of hand. And this was good old-fashioned stand-up comedy, Donald Trump. Oh, Okay. You use a little laugh here. And the problem is, you know, I stopped it because they came to see me. Sir, we have a new fighter jet. We think it's environmentally friendly. I said, who cares if it's if you're dropping bombs all over the place? <laughs> you're shooting everybody. <laughs> no, it's true. You're shooting everybody. I'm Scott Pelley. Uh <laughs> Mary Garland, what do you think of the president's statement there about... Friendly, I said, who cares if it's... A, you're dropping bombs all over the place. <laughs> you're shooting everybody. Dropping bombs on people. Seems to be we're mocking people of, who are bombing people. <laughs> oh, Eric, what, what do you think about that? There's a little inside, but uh, do you know who Aaron Rupar is? I don't. He's, I've this, heard the he's name. this far left weenie uh, who actually has been invited to the White House before to be like on the influencer team and whatnot. And he he shared that clip. He I mean, this dude cries all the time.
and shared that and said, nobody can support this man and say that they support the troops after hearing this. What? Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. (laughs) Well, this is the same guy that he accused somebody of stealing a video clip that he had posted that was sourced from a different place, but said that it was theft of intellectual property and, quote, stolen valor because somebody shared a clip that he also shared on Twitter. (laughs) Give me a break. Not a strong man. A very weak individual. Big fan of Mary Garland, I'm sure. Yeah, Huge. Okay, moving on. Oh, did you guys see the story about the teacher in Missouri? The high school teacher? Yeah, I did, actually. Boss found out... uh, well, she has an OnlyFans account. Really? Yes. She's been fired for that. Do you think she should have been fired for that? Well, we've got to up the pay. There's no question about it. they got to moonlight to get, in order to put food on the table, Jamie. Well, it sounds like uh, she pretty much knew that if people found out, she was going to get fired. Yeah. We'll uh, fill in the blanks of that story. Um, and Elon Musk in the news a lot over the weekend. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. No government shutdown. I don't think we thought it was going to happen. Dodge that bullet. What, for only 47 days, though, right? They'll come back around. Then we got to go back at it, yeah. So, Kevin McCarthy says, I try to take me down a speaker. Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. I'll survive. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Easy. Okay. All right. So, tell me... And I'm, there could be a great answer to this. To at least take a couple days for Republicans to stand up and say, we're not going to fund this until we get assurances that we're going to secure the border. We got an invasion going on. What would have been wrong with that? Nothing. I, well, I, I think the tactical problem with all of that is that there wasn't actually a united message on any of it. It was yeah. just sort How of like, is that I want... possible? Well, it, because a lot of the people who wanted to who were trying to stop the uh, funding bill from going through weren't on the same page with any of it. I think if you go to if you go to Kevin McCarthy and you say, "Hey, look, in forty whatever days we're going to shut this down, and we need assurances. We need Biden to close down the asylum process, like Chip Roy had laid it out. Yeah, close it down for six months, and we're we're going to stop this, and we're going to turn you away if you show up at the southern border. Um, you know, if you have a united message on that, that's fine. But there were too many other people throwing in all sorts of stuff, like, well, whether or not Kevin McCarthy should remain Speaker of the House. What about Ukraine funding? Blah blah blah. I mean, it was sort of like it was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. That did seem at least to me to be the one thing that they talked about over and over. But then they, you know, at least from my eyes, McCarthy wilts, does the deal with the Democrats. You were going to fund it for a while and whatever. Yeah. Because in a lot of cases, the Republicans are just as worse, just as bad as the Democrats when it comes to who really is in charge of them. And it's money. Can't stop that flow of coming in. No, Sweet, sweet cash has a lot of power. A lot of corporations need a lot of employees. We got a little shortage here going on. In the words of the great power trio from uh, Canada, big money got no soul. Oh. Mm-hmm. Busting out the big money rush from 1985. Yes. Well done, Scott. Mm-hmm. Saw this, your old stomping grounds, David. Not your original, but old stomping grounds in Missouri. Mm-hmm. High school teacher placed on leave. Administrators found out she and her husband were running a 
pornographic OnlyFans page. Well, at least this person's not running for office like Virginia. No, no, that's true. The St. Clair School District launched an investigation into Brianna Coppage. She's 28. Over her scandalous side gig shortly after rumblings of the account swept through the community. Well, how did this happen? Apparently, they did something with another couple that had a higher profile on social media. Or at least the OnlyFans stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it got more attention. You know, a couple weeks ago, my husband and I were told people were finding out about it. So I knew this day was coming. And she was going to get fired. She's an English teacher for freshmen and sophomores. Said she was motivated to launch her pornography account over the summer to bolster her measly educator salary. $42,000 a year. The OnlyFans channel was getting between eight and ten thousand dollars a month which by the way has doubled since the news of her suspension it has every every time a story like this comes out and you know somebody gets busted i always wonder okay which dad is sitting there going yeah my wife caught me and then i had to act defensive and say no i wasn't watching it bill sent it to me and i think that's uh that's little johnny's english teacher that could be well, my question is, will there be new episodes now that the writer's strike has been settled? Or? <laughs> I don't think they needed any writing. Still reruns going for any of that. And then are we going to have the conversation? She shouldn't have been fired. Get over it if your sons are distracted in their class. That's right. That whole movement. That's going to be coming soon. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Big story today, if there's one. Uh, If there's one, it's that this whole migrant crisis thing hasn't slowed down, and you've got the governor of New York out there saying, yeah, the border's too open. Meanwhile, officials in Chicago scrambling to find space for migrants, and so they've decided we're going to put them in O'Hare. All right? Yep. That's right. And House Republicans... Couldn't get it done without just making a stand to get on, you know, the same page and saying, yeah, we've got to stop this. We're not going to do anything until this gets stopped. <laughs> not going to do it. Come on. What does Jesse call him? Kelly call him? The low T GOP? <laughs> I think he's got something there. All right. We'll get an update on that. And Elon Musk straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Elon Musk in the news, David. What's going on? Yeah, well, Joe Biden did an interview with uh, ProPublica, and he was asked about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and changing it to X and all of that. Okay. Um, And the interviewer, I think it's, uh, what's his name, John Harwood, just an absolute shill for the regime, Mm -hmm. uh, sets it up by asking, well, what do you think? Because now it's a disinformation free-for-all on Twitter. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What about what Elon Musk has done to Twitter, uh, lowering guardrails against misinformation? Does that contribute to it? Yeah, it does. Look, one of the things, as I said to you, when I thought I wasn't going to run, I was going to write a book about the changes taking place. And most of it's directed over the years for these fundamental changes in society by changing technology. Mm-hmm. Gutenberg printing in the printing press changed the way Europeans could talk to one another all the way to today. Oh where, where do people get their news? They, 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 you know, they go on the internet, they, 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 they go online, they go, and you have no notion whether it's true or not. 
Dude, can we go back over the last, let's just say, five years of who you say we should trust, Joe, and look at the track record? It's abysmal. They've lied over and over again. What do you want to call it? Misreporting? <laughs> well, he, I mean, dude, his own campaign started off with online disinformation. They did. Talking about, you know, Trump calling Nazis fine people when he did not. It's been debunked a million times. They're still using that one. They do. It's yeah. unreal. It's like this group of people is so ticked off because there was one holdout of social media, now X, because of Elon Musk, that people can say either what they think or it can be scientists, quote, experts, giving an opinion that doesn't agree with the regime. They were all obliterated during COVID. We've got to get that misinformation, you know, out of here. There's no way it came from that lab. Uh, no, actually, it did. That's absolutely true. Well, once you've had the vaccine, you don't have to worry. You'll never catch it. You'll never pass it. And then you had scientists saying, wait a second, we're seeing studies out of Israel. We're seeing studies out of Denmark that say, you know, there is a serious risk of myocarditis. Yes. Erp, scrub it. Right. And you've got White House officials. You've got agencies going in to Facebook saying, hey, you need to tamp this down. Or we might have some disinformation about a laptop of Biden's son. All of that stuff. Right. To get here now and say, no, 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 misinformation. Shut up. Anyone that pays attention knows that's a ton of garbage. The border is closed. Of course. Right. Mm -hmm. The border is secure. Yeah. No, Don't yeah. believe what you see. His own administration actually uh, disavowed a Border Patrol agent because someone on Twitter shared disinformation that said Border Patrol agent was whipping Haitian migrants at the border. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Did they ever apologize to those people? Oh, I'm really no. sorry about that. No, of course not. They didn't do it. You know, I'm switching gears to this guy, Jamal Bowman, who pulled the fire alarm over the weekend. There's yeah. another one. Yeah. There's a... He didn't pull it. Well, he pulled it. There was a misunderstanding. Right. What? You pulled it or you didn't? Yeah. You he, either can read or you can't. He, he's in the congressional office building on Saturday, I guess, and uh, they were scrambling to try to delay a vote on the spending bill. And he was trying to get over to the Capitol, and he pulled a fire alarm. Many people, myself included, believe that was part of a delay tactic, which is also, by the left's own rules, literally an insurrection, by the way. Yes. You're obstructing uh, official uh, proceedings in Congress. Mm -hmm. uh, but he says that he had a misunderstanding about how to leave the door, which is clearly marked emergency exit only. Yes. And instead of actually pushing the door, he went over to the wall and pulled the fire alarm. Misunderstanding, as you said, the statement. I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding these events. There's no confusion. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, mm -hmm. I came to a door that is usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's if, that, if that's true, you need to lose your job today. Yeah. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. Confusion? No. There was People no confusion. No, exactly. I mean. But I want to be very clear. 
This was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote, which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. Blah, blah, blah. I also met after the vote with a sergeant at arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than what it was. Oh, we will. I am working hard every day, including today, to do my job, to do it well, and to deliver for my constituents. I don't know how this whole process works, but if you're nearing a vote, why wasn't he already there? Why was he rushing to get back to the chamber to vote? working hard for the people. No, because because he was trying to delay the vote. Well, I know that, but... I mean, were you outside smoking a lung dart? And, you know, oh, geez. No, he was inside. It's it's at the office building, which is basically across the street what from the Capitol. There's a tunnel that connects the two. Remember that? Okay, so that, that building is right. where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was on the day of the Capitol riot. And she said that she was at the Capitol. And then when right. people said, no, you were at your office, she says, well, I was still scared because they're so close together. Right. So, I mean, according to his own people on the far left fringe of the Democrat Party in Congress, he was basically at the Capitol already. And trying to halt the proceedings of Congress. Yeah. I say solitary, just like January 6th. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, the guy needs to be locked up. This guy, too, man. And, And, you know, because you have, you keep clips of different times people were in news the whole time before the 2022 midterms and he was saying you know the lives are in the balance of black and brown people if republicans win they might die right are you kidding me so that is what's at stake right now in terms of this election our democracy is hanging by a thread and black and brown people our lives are in the balance if these people come back into power Watching their balance. Yeah, dude, wasn't he yelling and screaming outside the 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 White House too over some vote or something? Is that correct? Was that him? Yeah, I think so. Was, I do remember he was yelling, he, yelling at he, somebody. Oh, no, that this guy actually does go run around and just yelling at anybody. So he's done it before. Okay. Yeah, he's no, he has a serious self control issue. I, I mean this. I'm not accusing him of anything, but if you told me tomorrow that he hits kids and women, I would believe you, because the guy cannot control himself. Yeah, he was, I can't remember the clips of him yelling. He was out on the sidewalk screaming about. I don't know there, what it was so about. There yeah. was one where George Santos was was being interviewed, and he's yelling, "Resign, resign, you're blah blah blah." Then uh, there was a female member of Congress that he accosted. Oh, he loves yelling at 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 women. Uh, in front of the Capitol. I think he's done it to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe Nancy Mace, a few others. Um, And then Thomas Massey. Uh, Massey was talking about a uh, gun control issue, and Massey, obviously very pro-Second Amendment. Uh, Jamal Bowman just walks up and starts screaming at him. I mean, the guy is unhinged. Well, there's a couple of clips for you. Well, the one on, you know, guns. Carry guns? Which you, which you, which you, which you, 
Well, then he mm. was also the guy that was defending TikTok. Oh. Chinese spy app. Yeah. Well, yeah, Republicans, they got no swag. That's why they want to get rid of it. Republicans ain't got no swag. That's why they want to ban, ban TikTok. <laughs> Republicans ain't got no swag. That's the problem. Yeah. It's another race. I guess a former principal, you say. Yeah, a former principal and probably a puppy kicker. <laughs> so, you, did you see no the swag? Did you see some of the suggested talking points that his office sent out to other Democrats? No. Uh, I'll just read you uh, my favorite uh, three. Uh, okay. There are multiple insurrectionist supporters in Congress, and more more who supported a coup and support Trump's big lie. That's what they should be focused on instead of their foc- uh, focus on Representative Bowman, and that's an attempt to minimize January sixth. I know that we're focused on preventing a government shutdown and working towards ensuring everyone has childcare, food on the table, and the ability to uh, thrive. And then, I believe Congressman Bowman, when he says this was an accident, Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do. All right. And I mean, what, what does a race hustler do every time? Every time. Okay. Something doesn't go their way. They're racist. Right. Every time. Deflection. Was it Joe Manchin? He wasn't quite sure about that massive bill. He's like, I don't know about this. I'm just not sure. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm thinking about my home state. Jabal Moment said what? He's racist. It's tremendously frustrating for me as a black man in America because once again, it's an example of Joe Manchin as a white man showing that he doesn't care about black people. <laughs> just... Of course, par for the course, man. Yeah. It's one of those guys. Uh, oh, I got a story about a plus-size influencer that wants hotels to enlarge the hallways. Don't want to forget to get to that Hotels story. to enlarge the hallways? I couldn't wait to unleash what? that on you, Rob. <laughs> what? Yes. The hell is but going? But before we get there, I happen to see this story about Bruce Springsteen, which I know he had to cancel the tour and all that. Yeah. Did you know his tour writer calls for no Budweiser? That's weird. But I don't think it has anything to do with any trans person. No. No. I don't think that's what it is. No Budweiser. Um, But man of the people, uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, somehow people were talking about his concert writer. um, Saying the band does need six types of alcoholic drinks, including six bottles of quality beer that are, quote, not Budweiser. (laughs) Boy, that's almost worse than protesting because of Dylan Mulvaney, isn't it? Yeah. Holy smokes. Apparently, this guy's been guzzling Maalox recently. <laughs> He's got some sort of peptic ulcer or something. something yeah. yeah. Uh, he also requires chicken soup with lots of broth before the show. Who likes a lot of broth? Gross. I don't know. That's something for your voice, I guess. Yeah. And then after the show, he wants 16 cold, fresh shrimp with homemade seafood sauce and two bags of rolled gold pretzels with no substitutions. He also would like, not like, sorry, needs... Hand-squeezed lemon juice, six hard-boiled eggs with the yolks removed, peeled and sliced apples, and cubed watermelon. Also requires a massage therapist and a manicurist who can, quote, uh, do a man's and a woman's acrylic nail work. Again, man of the people. 
That's right. Does he get acrylic nails? What? I don't know. It's just in the rider. Blue collar Bruce. Yeah. Yes. Bit of a dandy. Oh, boy. Yes. Count on him. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. <laughs> News update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. The millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. How about Sweden? What they're doing to stop gang violence? Oh, yeah. They've had a lot of problems, uh, and a lot of it was because of importing so many uh, migrants and not having a plan to integrate them fully into their society. And so you've got gangs popping up. and they. That sounds seen, pretty xenophobic, David. It's true. That's what's happened. I know. Uh, last year, more than 60 people died in shootings in Sweden, the highest for that country on record. Uh, this year is uh, set to be the same, if not worse. There was a horrible attack where a young lady was killed uh, in her uh, apartment complex because somebody bombed it. The target was another gang member. Uh, and that seems to have been the final straw here. Prime Minister Ulf Christensen says he's calling in the army. Whoa. Says we're going to hunt the gangs. We will defeat the gangs. We will take them to court. If they're Swedish citizens, they'll be locked up for a long time in prison. And if they are foreign citizens, they will be expelled. No, well, Yo, you know, you know, wait a minute. Is, that, you can't do that. These yes, people were escaping oppression. So? They they're need creating to, oppression for other people. They need to go to jail or they need to go. Are you kidding me? I love this. This is after how many murders? 60? Yeah, 60. It's like 36 hours in Chicago. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sad but true. So we always talk about that. They really wanted to get serious about what they call gun violence in American cities. They could. They won't. I 100% agree. I, I love this. Hey, if we find you here and you're a citizen, you're going to jail a long time. If not, we're getting you out of here. Yep. Agree. Though I mentioned this, you'll want to know it, Scott. A plus-size influencer. Yeah. Uh, made news before demanding airlines w- would comp the larger passengers with extra seats. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Now saying, you know what? Hotels need to step up to. Hotels? Well, yeah. Size-inclusive amenities is what they need to provide. Uh, this is Jalen Cheney. She said she's on a mission to revolutionize the travel industry and make it a more accessible, accepting, accommodating place for all. What is she talking about? Well, you need to make the elevators and hallways more spacious. Oh, God. You need to allow for easy movement of larger individuals and those utilizing mobility devices. So you could also raise the toilet seats, put some handrails there, and retrofit each room with handheld shower heads so bigger-bodied people can more easily wash themselves. How about you just install a car wash in every room? (laughs) Wow. Said every detail matters. Pool areas, dining spaces should be designed to ensure ease of movement and relaxation. Pool areas? Yes. Pools not big enough? No, you need more handrails in the pools to help get out of there. How about no cannonballs? That would help. How about go on a diet? (laughs) You're not disabled. You're fat. Wow. Invest in sturdier and wider chairs. The lounge area there. God. As Robin said, (laughs) this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we do not have two separate rules of justice. Yeah, Attorney uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland, who cried during his interview on 60 Minutes, says the Justice Department always plays it straight. (laughs) We do not have one rule for Republicans and another rule for Democrats. We don't have one rule for foes and another for friends. We don't have one rule for the powerful, another for the powerless, for the rich or for the poor, based on ethnicity. We have only one rule. That and- sounds too rehearsed. Jeez. Let's say it was John- Don Jr., not Hunter Biden. You're going to say you'd treat it the same? Oh, dude. Merrick? Yeah, Don Jr. would be in prison right now. Absolutely. 100%. And that one rule, so we follow the facts and the law, and we reach the decisions required by the Constitution, and we protect civil liberties. Okay. All right. Whatever. I mean, the guy's lied about so many things. I mean, it's not like he's not going to go on 60 Minutes and not lie. So why would you be surprised? I saw a lot of reaction online of people actually saying, who would believe this guy? After everything that's transpired in the last two and a half years and the way he's treated the job. And I think there's a pretty good point to that. You know what? I'm thankful for that he never was seated on the Supreme Court. It was very close. I would have heard a lot of people say that. That would have been a lifetime appointment. And I suppose you could make the argument if it wasn't Merrick Garland right now as Attorney General, it would have been someone else who would do the exact same thing. Oh, absolutely. He just probably wouldn't come across as so weasley and shaky, I guess. Well, I haven't thought about uh, that question. I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, the, you know, the, the president has uh, made one clear of my that we clips. are uh, in a, in a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will, uh, uh, the department uh, like, To me, that will, guy's whole uh, career is uh, right there in 20 seconds. You yep. didn't say anything, and you were pretty shaky about it. Mm-hmm. But you still managed to lie because you knew exactly what the question was. Anyway, don't want to waste any more time on that guy. At least today. Ron DeSantis goes on Bill Maher's show. Yeah. Do you think that was an act of desperation? Um, like, what do you got to lose? Yeah, I mean, you don't you're really have down, You got to make lose. some noise. Yeah, you you do. And also, I mean, if you're if you're looking for uh, maybe an audience that is skeptical of Republicans, but some may be on the path to being quote unquote red pilled, mm-hmm. because you know Bill Maher. Longtime liberal, obviously, but has been uh, hammering the whole woke stuff. He's been hammering, um, uh, you know, Biden for being too old and senile and out of gas and all of that. So there's an opening there of some people who uh, might be open minded about voting for a Republican um, as long as they're not orange man bad. So I, you know, desperate. I think maybe. you have a huge point there, dude. Yeah. There are people out there. That are like that. I mean, think about Joe Rogan. Yeah. He was a Bernie guy a yeah. few years ago. He's well, like, what's happening now is insane. Well, and, and even, even like, I, I look at myself, and I'm not, 
you know, I'm obviously not a Bill Maher liberal at all, but uh, until I had kids, I used to watch his show every Friday because I was interested in what he had to say, mm-hmm. even if I was going to disagree with him. Yeah. But, you know, but now I have kids and I'm not staying up that late on a Friday night to watch <laughs> Bill Maher. I've just got other things there to do. Go. I remember the one day, this has been maybe a year ago. It's hard for me to know exactly when. But I was surprised because you were like, I'm sick of Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. And the take was, you can say all these things, but you're still way far left. When are you going to figure out none of this stuff works? Yeah. He still hasn't figured it out. No, he really hasn't. No. But at least he is sane. I'll take baby steps. Yes. So, yeah, whenever he says something like, this trans stuff is nuts. And how can we do this as far as kids go? And I'm like, okay, at least there's some form of sanity there. That's good. Maybe yeah. he can talk sense into the liberals. But yeah, anyway, but, back to his conversation with DeSantis. Yeah, Bill Maher was very upset that Ron DeSantis campaigned for so-called election deniers, though, like Carrie Lake. Does Bill Maher know how many election deniers are in the Democratic Party? Uh, Ron no. DeSantis brings this up, and I think this oh. is actually one of his really good points. Oh, good. Trump but, lost the election, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so why did you campaign for people? Who because I did? wanted to see Republicans win key races. And I that's, think it's important. That's not a deal-breaker issue for you? That's not democracy? Well, okay, well, let's go back to 2016. Uh, your friends in Hollywood were cutting ads telling the Electoral College to, to vote against Trump. In, in the Electoral College because it yes. was stolen. They said Russia stole the election. For years they said that. So don't act like this is like okay. a unique well, thing in modern history of the country. First, oh, he gets applause for that. First of all, Ron, I have no friends in Hollywood. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. That's pretty funny. He used to, but not anymore. Uh, totally switching gears. want to ask an anecdotal question just from people that you see. Have you seen, you know, with the economy the way it is, have you seen different friends or family spend money on things and wonder, where are you getting the money? Like, times are tough. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised you're spending this amount of money on something. You're not going to bring it up, but you're probably just talking with your significant other about it, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you're like, wow, how do they afford that? That ever happened? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think it's happening more and more. And they actually did a piece on it in the Wall Street Journal. As Americans are spending like there's no tomorrow, even though the economy is not great right now. It's like people are really going in debt, but they keep spending money, especially on experiences. And so when they're talking to different, quote, experts in the field, which I always take with a grain of salt, saying, yes, there is something to this. It's different than in the past. And as I start to read this, I'm not quite sure where it's going, but wait until we get there. (laughs) And you'll really roll your eyes. I will venture a butt. Uh, interest rates we know are up. Inflation remains high. And then people say, well, uh, people had savings from the pandemic. Those are basically gone. Yet household spending, the primary driver in the nation's economic growth, remains robust. Americans spent 5.8% more in August this year than last year, which is kind of a surprise to people. So they're looking at the experience economy and how it boomed this summer. Ticketmaster sold over 295 million event tickets in the first six months of this year, which is up 18% over last year. And we always talk about concert ticket prices. Like, holy, oh, they're you insane. Yeah. Um, and so they're talking with financial advisors and economists. And they're like, yeah, consumers are putting short-term needs and goals above long-term ones. That's normal, but this is different. Okay. Uh, 
they think one of the reasons is some people that were saving for a house see the housing market and the interest rates, and they're like, well, we're not going to buy a house anytime soon, so we have this money. Let's just go on a big trip. So they tell the story of this dude. Him and his wife um, in Brooklyn were going to try to you know, buy a place, but it's like $200,000 down payment and then $5,000 a month for this apartment. Jeez. He's like, it's not even that nice a place. So instead, well... He bought a, what, a slew of tickets to Taylor Swift for him and his pals and then spent 3500 on a bachelor party. Took a little trip. Yeah, it's like, well, we got this extra money. We were saving for this. Well, we're not going to use it for that. Let's just go have a good time. Mm. What? You have this confused look on your face. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Said, I might as well enjoy what I have now. And then they tell the story of Lindsay and Daryl Bradshaw. They went into credit card debt to finance a vacation to Maui. The spring. Talk about this couple. They booked the trip only a few weeks after Lindsay, the missus, quit her job to be a full-time caregiver to their eight-year-old son who has special needs. Mm -hmm. The dude, Daryl, said, we didn't have the money, and we're like, let's just do this anyway. He's a general contractor in Seattle. And what is he, 39? Said the trip cost about 10 grand, Mm -hmm. including $3,000 last-minute plane tickets. Ten nights at a $385 a night, four-star resort, and several elaborate meals. They said even though they decided to cancel some subscriptions and cut back on dining to help offset the bill, they have no regrets, especially after the wildfires there. Like, well, we got to see it before it was gone. Then you get to the next paragraph of the story. Fears about a changing climate are driving some people to see places before they're gone. Oh, please. Come on. And this is where the Wall Street Journal, you know, there's Come always on. that wokeness part that's yeah. just creeping around the corner. Yeah. And there it is. In a monthly Deloitte survey of 19,000 global consumers, climate change was the only topic among 19 different concerns that respondents reported feeling significantly more worried about over the past year. But, but wait, that doesn't... That, that doesn't necessarily correlate to why you'd be spending more money on experiences though does it unless i misunderstood well then they go in a different direction with the story okay they talk about josh richner says he greatly lowered his retirement contribution to afford a cross-country trip that included a seven thousand dollar alaskan cruise so his family could see the ice caps before they melt Mm -hmm. see the rolling of the eyes i know whatever dude whatever no i I mean, to me, the basic psychology of why you're uh, going, why people would be going out and traveling, and part of this is influenced by a couple of family members I have who are doing this. They're traveling as much as they possibly can. One, because they're getting older, and then two, the whole lockdown situation. Yeah, I understand. Preventing that. travel, all of that, jarred a lot of people into saying, you know what? You always thought you could go do this trip next year or the year right. after that, and then you realize, oh wait. The world is going to collectively lose its mind at the exact same time, and all my options are gone. Hell, man, I'm going to spend the money while I can do it. Yeah, and and really, what that's what they're getting at by the end. Some people are saying, I would like to do this later, but I might as well do it now. And if it means i got to go in debt, I mean, Dave Ramsey's pulling the two hairs he's got left on his head out right. hearing that. And, I, and me, man, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know about that. 
At the same time, you know, we've talked about this more off air than on, but having different people we know all of a sudden, whether it's late 40s, 50s, there's some medical issue and they're gone. And all these plans that you had, yeah. there's no chance. Yeah. So that whole saving everything for retirement, uh, well, I mean, got to have a good time. I thought about that. I mean, I thought about, you know, had I, if I would have died or been incapacitated forever or after, your after my whole mess that I went through, mm-hmm. you know, the months I was uh, in the hospital and the years I was without work. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, I get it on that level. Like what the hell was I saving money for? Right. You know, I remember you in the hospital bed, man, talking about things. If I ever get out of here, yeah. you know, and you said, and I'm taking you to a ball game. Did We're going to go to that? a game. Did I say that? Yeah. I, I knew you wouldn't did. remember it. No. And I knew it wouldn't happen. See, I got to start. I got to say, you got to start writing that down. Here's stuff you said you'd do. I need to know. <laughs> Van Camp, you can't because you're going to make it up. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Got to get to uh, another uh, news update. And the weirdest thing a doctor ever said to you. That's Make It the Rounds coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Uh, it's a sad story, but man, I mean, I, I hope this is something that can be used to wake people up about what's happening right now in many major cities. So Philadelphia, of course, has had a, a lot of struggle with crime, not just in the last couple of years, but it's gotten particularly pronounced in the last couple of years. Yeah, A lot of this has to do with progressive DA uh, Larry Krasner, not and you know going for uh racial justice or equity in the criminal justice system and meanwhile it's getting a lot of particularly young black men and women killed um correct it is really sad what's happening well one guy who has been a progressive uh reporter uh for a long time has defended larry krasner has defended progressive ideologies um he's a, a activist journalist uh, named Josh Kruger, 39 years old, and the news, I'm reading this in the New York Times, um, shot and killed in his own home. Uh, seven times he was shot. Oh, my wow. goodness. And, I mean, he was out there as recently as last month talking about how, well, his neighborhood is safe. And, I, again, I don't know the circumstances leading. This may be a targeted attack. may have been a mugging gone wrong. I don't know. But... I mean, it is, it's really sad to, to see somebody who says, oh, there's no problem here, and then suddenly fall victim to the very problem that they were denying. Oh, goodness, man. It's a bad situation for so many people. Mm-hmm. And again, having read stories about different neighborhoods for the better part of like 10 or 15 years, so many people in those neighborhoods want more police presence. To get the criminals off the street. Right. But it might not be advantageous politically for people running for office in those areas to talk about those things. Again, you got to protect people. You just got to have law and order. Yeah, I think that's basic. That's conventional wisdom. But sometimes I wonder if you talk to those people in the neighborhoods, do they really not want police protection? Listen, man, different reporters, and we've read some of the same things. When they're talking to especially the different moms, yeah, they're like, no, I feel scared to death to let my kids even out of the house. I realize politicians are afraid to say the quiet part out oh, loud, yeah, yeah. but you know. Well, you need, you need to put people in jail to break the law. Yeah. 
it's, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mentioned this. It's going around sometimes. Something gets started on a thread, and then it's shared all over social media. I know you've had a lot of experience with doctors, especially over the last eight years, Scott. Yeah, a few. People were talking about just different strange things that a doctor had said to them. And there was one that <laughs> stood out to me, which was a, this was a nurse, not a doctor, putting in an IV and said to the person, don't worry, I used to be a heroin addict. I'm good at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's comforting. <laughs> Would you find that funny or off-putting? Uh, kind of funny, actually. Okay, so you'd be fine with that. Yeah. Another one where this guy said he was middle-aged, and he is taller, um, and the guy said, you know, I've got back pain, and the doctor said, well, yeah, that's part of being tall. He goes, well, yeah. He goes, so what? There's nothing you can do. I'm just going to end up being a hunched-over 90-year-old. And the doctor laughed and goes, you're not going to see 90. <laughs> no. There you go. Yeah. Wow. So anything come to mind? Any doctor say anything crazy to you? Not that I can remember. I mean, you know. Didn't you have a doctor give you tough love, David? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, and I loved it. Yeah, it was, uh, we had gone in for the, the weight and all that stuff, you know, got the weight and all this stuff. And she goes, uh, did you know that you are fat? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I knew that. Thank you. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, biggest story of the day, the uh, invasion at our southern border continues. And we now actually have the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, coming out and saying, you know, the border is <laughs> a little too open for my liking. You know, we're proud of, to, to, to welcome people in with open arms, Statue of Liberty and whatnot. But y'all need to get the hell out of my state. <laughs> so too open. She's at least admitting yeah. it's open. Yes. Also got to get to that story of the woman that's suing Walt Disney World. She went down that water slide, the big cowabunga. Oh, yeah. And the wedgie damaged her internal organs. Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Jeez. My question will be, does she have a lawsuit here? Golly. And the Scott Robbins trifecta coming up right here. I'm Jamie Martin, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, sexy boomer in the Texas Rangers hat. Scott Robbins. Yeah, I'm jumping on the bandwagon, baby. They're asking you, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> News update, David Van Camp. People listening on KLIF right now are going, stop, take that hat off yeah. right now. <laughs> no! I may have to fly the Braves flag yeah. here very soon. Uh, well, we, we mentioned that uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul said over the weekend, the border is too open right now. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> I guess in her world, is, is the border kind of like cleavage? You know, you show a hint of cleavage, it can yeah. be attractive yeah. and classy mm -hmm. at the same time, but you, you can't just, like, show off the girls all the time, all right? That's just, that's not appropriate. Getting close to that, but you can't do it. Yeah. You... Right, exactly. Right. Well, I mean, and this is what she said. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is too open right now. Uh, people coming Bing. from all over the world are finding their way through, simply saying they need asylum. And the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York. And that is a real problem for New York majority. City. 125,000. She said seem to be. I'll give her a pass with seem to be. I'm sure if 
Yeah. You're the governor. You're, it seems like they're all here. No, not even close. Newly arrived individuals, and we are being taxed. Now, we are always so proud of the fact that oh. New York mm. has the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. harbor. We, we are mm -hmm. one of the most diverse places on earth because of our welcoming nature, and our it's in our DNA to welcome immigrants. Oh, yeah. But there has to be some limits in place, and Congress has to put more Whoa. controls at the border. Some limits? You mean like keeping all the rapists mm -hmm. out that ended up limits. in Bemidji? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Very racist. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this, uh, that particular statement from the governor of New York today. Two questions on the border, if I can. New York Governor Kathy Hochul says the border is too open right now. Does the president think that the border is too open? So here's what I will say. The president, uh, on his own, without the help of uh, Republicans in Congress. Uh, let's not forget, he put forward a comprehensive piece of legislation no. to deal with immigration no. reform. No, stop, stop. You didn't secure the border. You never did. You're getting exactly what you want. Stop with that nonsense. Get the dog collar on her. Shock her every time she says that. It's nonsense. Sorry, go ahead. I just need to start have somebody start holding up a picture of a mule. Because uh, my theory is that she was kicked in the back of the head by a mule a as mule. a child, and that's why she yeah. can barely speak. You do that, and it'll just scare the daylights out of her. She'll get Probably. back on track. You know? Well, that made you a Democrat forever because it was a donkey. <laughs> uh, remember, this, this immigration system has been broken for decades, and it's been three you years. For that, too. That's been almost three years since he put forth that piece of legislation. And three things. Right. There are three yeah. things that he has moved forward in when it comes to his plan uh, and looking at uh, uh, looking at the border. There's enforcement, and so we've deployed additional troops and federal agents to the border and removed. <laughs> Stop. Nope. To help that, with paperwork. That's to help. With the paperwork, that doesn't help secure the border. They're still overrun. So dumb. This is just the so same stuff. Insulting. Because, well, most of the people in the United States have no idea what's going on. It's insulting to the intelligence of anybody paying a modicum of attention. Yes, it's true. We're returned more than 250,000 individuals. Did she just say the R word? No, she said returned. Oh, I'm sorry. We're returned said... more than 250,000 individuals since May 12th alone. That's what we've been able to do without the help of Republicans. And okay. deterrence, saw, we've had the uh, largest expansion, certainly of a pathways to, uh, uh, pathways, okay. uh, to uh, a pathway is in decades. And we've made clear that Let's attempting to cross. Yeah, all right, yeah. Stop lying, just stop it. <laughs> just stop it's it. ridiculous. Yeah. It is, man. It is infuriating. It's infuriating. Okay, move on. Uh, I mentioned the story. I think you want to know exactly the details, and does this person have a lawsuit? It's a lawsuit against Walt Disney World. This woman is saying uh, her internal organs were damaged oh, because of this water slide, and she got a wedgie. Yeah. Oh. It's in her early 30s. I think I've been down this slide. Yeah. I've been down several over time. Uh, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. The yeah. humonga Cowabunga, that's one of those that's straight down. It's like a 1,000 miles an hour you're hurtling down the... 214 feet, five-story drop, Jeez. straight down. Holy cow. Man. Well, and what you do is, you know, you kind of put your arms at your side, and then they have you cross your feet, cross your ankles. Yeah. Mm. As you kind of rolling down there. I mean, they tell you that's what you got to do before you can go, and they... Disney says we made clear how important that was, but I guess at near the end of the slide... This lady, Emma McGinnis, briefly got airborne 
and hit the pool at the bottom oh. so hard in that water that it gave her a life-altering wedgie that, in this story, says damaged her internal organs. <laughs> Sorry. If she's hurt, seriously, uh, that's not funny, but life-altering wedgie is just a really great phrase. Yes. Nah. Damn. Hmm. Well, and it, follow this Okay, one. and it sounds like it was a, I don't know, how do you describe it? Mostly a front yeah, wedgie well, situation? I'm assuming it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bad enough that she needed surgery. Oh, God. Dang. He was, man. So she's saying she wants Disney to be more upfront about the risks and maybe ban certain bathing suits that could be wedgie prone. Yeah. Well, that's isn't that pretty much any bottom of a bathing suit if you're a female? I mean, what do you mean banning certain types of... I don't know exactly what I don't know what, what the hell that means. means. Yeah. Like the flossy kind? I don't know. I guess... Like really thin. Jeez. Uh, Gosh dang. You know, I don't seeking over fifty thousand dollars to cover mental and physical anguish. I mean Disney's so disgusting that I hope she gets every nickel out of them. Also loss of earnings. Yeah. When they first started doing those big slides years ago, you could go ahead first. Down those big ones. And there was one uh near the Quad Cities. This would have been nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Uh, they what was that called? The bonsai at a place called Wacky Waters. Ah. yeah. So me and two of my buddies and three of our uh, lady friends went for the day, and uh, everyone was going like feet first down this thing because it was one at a time, and I was the last one. I'm like, I'm going at first. Of course you are. Well, dude, the one thing you weren't prepared for when you do hit that bottom, and then you, it's, I don't know, maybe five inches, six inches of water. Yeah. You know, at the bottom, dude, my swim trunks were at my ankles and twisted in a knot. Oh, boy. And now I step up, and I mean, I'm just hanging out there. Mm. And I'm like, you know, and now as they're all sort of bunched up, and I'm like almost hopping, trying to get them up just past my knees. And everybody's dying laughing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wacky Are they waters too? indeed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I thought you were going to say your head would something happen to your head at first. No. No, that was eight years later. I could see that, though, when you're coming hurtling through space yes. like that and your head hits the water. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like you are going to hit any. You were just going right into the water. I know, but it's like hitting cement at some point. I mean, yeah, I understand. Well, they, then they zipper head the, after that. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Do you think she has a lawsuit in this? Yeah, I think she might. I mean, mm -hmm. why not? I All probably right. won't win, but who? they'll settle out. Yeah, if you've gone through one of these before and it was some sort of wedgie, hit Robbins up on Facebook. Let him know. I want to know how many people this happens to. No, okay, no graphic pictures, nothing right. like that. I'm just saying as a story, okay, just for clarity. I always sake. want to talk to the wedgie people. Was wedgie <laughs> people? Yes, possibly can. Yes. All right, you ready for your big three? Yeah, today? let's go. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, he's ready. Well, I bet you, again, no show this weekend. I waited. Gotcha. Gosh, damn. I'm ready. Every weekend. <laughs> three. 
Number three, Biden's border crisis has set an all-time record. That's right. Well, here we go. It's a record setter. 260,000 illegal aliens were encountered this past month on the border. You know, this this is a uh, this is a, a presidency that likes to likes to tout the fact that they're they're the first and that this is a big deal. They love to tout the accomplishments. Well, they have a you know, K, KGP, Kamala, Pete, you know, they're all accomplishments. Uh no nobody's pointing this one out on this one though. That's historic. But it is a historic achievement by Joe Biden. Highest monthly total ever recorded. Hmm. Freaking believable. Every month now, officials say this amount of illegal aliens is unsustainable. Yet, here we are, reaching a new high. No indication of anything will change. Not at all. Nobody does it better. Yeah. That's life in Joe Biden's America. Everything is historic, including the amount of people coming in illegally into this country. Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day yeah. up to number two. Uh, the newspaper Minneapolis Star Tribune is blaming retailers for well closing up stores. Yeah, they're blaming the corporations for closing the uh, the stores down, particularly in Target's case. In most of the city's, let's just put it, crime ridden neighborhoods, they're bailing out along with others. They, they should just stay in business and give things away to the people that rob them. Right. Okay. They're doing it just to protect their profit. You know that. At the expense of the communities and their customers. So says the newspaper. I don't know if it's possible that the correlation between uh, the stores remaining open and being closed might have to do with crime rather than the racial makeup of the community. It doesn't matter where you are. If people come in and steal constantly, even when things are locked up and you can't guarantee the safety of your employees... How do you stay open? And it wasn't that long ago, too, that every person with half a brain understood the civil society cannot function unless people live like civilized human beings. But that all changed. Yes, it you, did. You can take what you want. You can walk in. You can walk out. And these stores are just expected to lose money time after time because they're big corporations and greed takes hold. Yes. And if you try to stop them or say, yeah. we can't do this, we got to close, you're Racist. Of course. Of course you are. Yes. There's a third one. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day up to number one. Number one. Hey, wake up. One. Thank you. What's wrong with him today? Is he a little slow on the uptake? What's going on? Was he up all night again? I don't know. Yes. That's what I thought. As a a top 40 guy, he had to see what was going on with the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, New poll shows Americans are not interested in the new COVID vaccine. Yeah, a new uh, Kaiser Family Foundation poll shows that American adults overwhelmingly have zero plans to get the new upcoming COVID vaccines, which are now being heavily plugged by the Biden administration. Among U.S. adults, 52% say they will probably or definitely not get the new COVID-19 vaccine. Conversely, 23% of adults definitely plan to get the vaccine. Another 23% will maybe get it. Among the people who say they definitely or probably will get the new shot, most are what? Democrats. (laughs) 70% of Democrats plan to get the new vaccine, compared to 24% of Republicans. 70% of Democrats plan to get another vaccine. Just a quick question. Yeah. Of the 70%, how many do you think? have honestly seen the truth of, I mean, the good and the bad about the vaccines. 
what it's caused in some people, how ineffective it was in so many people. I think, I think it's probably mostly, if I'm to just guess, it's probably mostly the second part. How many people got the booster when they were told to get the booster and then everybody in their family got COVID anyway? Exactly. So then it's like, well, to hell with this. Why am I even bothering with it? Well, how many times because can you I lie to us? They're still, they're still believing, though, but it kept me out of the hospital and alive. Well, because that's because the narrative changed because it was false information. I know. So they had to quickly switch it around. But I'm talking about any studies out no, there from anywhere that probably have never seen it because legacy media never has it. So they just keep on believing that somehow it's effective. Yeah, that if we didn't have the shots, we'd all be dead. Yeah. Now, on with the countdown. No, that's it. That's all three. Oh, he's really slow on it today. What happened? He get liquored up this weekend. What happened to him? I I don't know. I don't watch him. I don't Something. know. There's a third one. Well, we already did the third we one. Did. Oh, wait. <laughs> he just keeps he's talking doing. about the David's comment about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. That's the thing. Because there, there's all these people out saying they've already got the name of the new Taylor Swift song. What is it? I'll give them to you in a second. We'll we'll rate them. Yes, yes, yes. We'll see what you think. She's got her own chief jersey now. Oh, goodness. And they're flying off the shelves. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll get that news update. And Nimrod's in the news coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, if you tuned in any news this morning, whether it was Fox or the Today Show, Good Morning America, I don't know if you knew this or not, but Chiefs tied in, Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to get away from Somewhere. I don't know where. It's all over the place. Hard to find that news. So, of course, this is making the rounds, and Taylor Swift, who is a lot, uh, how many songs has she written about breakups? A lot, yeah. Her entire career. People are already coming up with titles of songs when they break up. <laughs> we can rank them if you want. Oh, see sure. what you think. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a catch, but he dropped my heart. <laughs> yeah. No? Okay. Eh. It's all right. Broken tackles, broken promises. <laughs> see, I like that one. 86 by 87. Okay. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Kansas City cheat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She'd have to be digging back into her country roots for that one, but that, yeah, uh, that would be a really good one, yeah. The receiver deceiver. Mm, yeah. From end zone to friend zone? Nah. <laughs> Tomahawk chump? <laughs> See, Robbins loves this. Tomahawk chump is good. Passion interference? <laughs> well. Finally, final score you lost. Okay, let's get to Nimrods now, shall we? Here we go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We go to Jersey. This guy, 34-year-old John Hargreaves, turned himself in after he plowed his SUV through the front entrance of the police station. Oh, I see. And he's blaring a song as he did it. That's the thing, man. You know what it was? I'm hmm. dying to know. Okay. You know what the- it was it was GNR. <laughs> it was Welcome to the Jungle. All right. <laughs> oh my god. You know what you want. He immediately got out, threw his hands up in the air like he was celebrating and then got arrested. Said sorry about all the damage. No. And that's Nimrod's in the news.